Welcome to the SN Off the Shelf podcast. I'm Russell Redman, Senior Editor at Supermarket News. The number of online grocery operators, especially those offering ultra-fast delivery, has proliferated over the past few years, driven most recently by the explosion in e-grocery demand amid the pandemic. But Burlingame, California-based online grocer Farmstead, founded in 2016, brings a different model to the table with its farm-to-fridge approach. Leveraging artificial intelligence technology, Farmstead said it has reinvented the grocery and buying experience and rewired how food moves across the country to make locally sourced food more accessible and reduce food waste. The company also licenses its grocery OS technology stack to other retailers, providing a turnkey solution for getting a dark store delivery operation up and running in several weeks. Farmstead focuses on one to two hour free delivery and serving consumers across a large radius, generally 50 miles. The company said this helps eliminate food deserts while offering better prices than local supermarkets. The efficiencies of the Farmstead model also are aimed at helping users of its e-commerce solution reach per market profitability faster. Speaking with us today is Pradeep Elan Kumaran, Farmstead co-founder and CEO, who will share insights about the company's unique business model, its technology, and its expansion. Thanks for joining us today, Pradeep. Thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, most recently, I think it was about mid-February, um, Farmstead announced that it had launched in Chicago. Um, what's the current footprint for uh, Farmstead right now, and what's the expansion plan for this year? We are live in five markets right now. We started in the Bay Area, which is obviously a first-tier market. Then we went to Charlotte and Raleigh just to explore how the model would change or not change in markets that are a lot smaller than the Bay Area. Then we went back to bigger cities with Miami and Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Upcoming markets, well, a lot of it's still pretty confidential, but we're looking to open another eight to 10 markets very rapidly. And how would you describe the market areas that Farmstead targets and why those locations? Well, we, I'll take a step back. We target the U.S. mass market grocery shoppers. So these are 70% of a $1 trillion U.S. customer base every year. Now, of the 130 million households in the U.S., 70% of them, they're actually living in the suburbs and they're spending a lot of time going to three or four separate supermarkets to mm-hmm. buy within their budget. But it's usually about a hundred bucks a week. And we spend a lot of time catering to those customers. We want to give them the best parts of online grocery and the promise of e-commerce fulfilled for specifically grocery. The promise of e-commerce historically has been how do I pay the same or lower prices than the supermarket or any store? How do I get a free delivery to my doorstep? And how do I make sure the products that my family is eating are extremely high quality and consistently high quality? And this is actually not very easy to pull off an online grocery. So we spent many years working on this model and refining it through very thorough vertical integration to the point that we're at now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned in my uh, introduction, uh, uh, the past few years, there's been a real upsurge in the number of online grocery delivery players and, and many of them focusing on the, the rapid delivery, uh, talking about 
10, 15 minutes or 30 minutes or less, things like that in, uh, in urban markets. Um, what makes Farmstead's model stand out from, from players like that? Well, speed is not necessarily the primary focus when you're catering to a mass market customer base. Um, there is definitely a use case for the convenience companies. So mm-hmm. I would put the GoPups and Gorillas in that, in that bucket. Right. There is also a use case for the, I am insensitive to price of the household and we are paying whatever we need to pay to get groceries delivered of sufficiently high quality. That's the Amazon approach, essentially. And there is a use case for pickup with Walmart and the extremely value conscious folks. However, the the 70%, again, of the US shopper, they're going to three or four separate banners every single week to assemble these products. So when we think about suburbia, a lot of it is really how do we capture the majority of a 50 mile suburban radius and that's both inner and outer suburbs and urban cores mm-hmm. so the bay area for example san francisco is an extremely dense city but the suburbs outside of san francisco where we spend a lot of time delivering they are actually reasonably high density like a four to eight thousand people per square mile mm-hmm. that gets you quite far so the market is in the suburbs but suburban customers have very strict requirements you cannot break their budget and we spend a lot more time working on price and quality and consistency and delivering within a two hour window across a 50 mile radius. That being said, we also do very rapid delivery for the folks who need it. And within a three mile radius, we can deliver within 30 minutes, mm-hmm. within a seven mile radius within an hour. Mm-hmm. But you know, surprisingly, most people wind up choosing the two hour window in a <laughs> scheduled way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of remains to be seen how much, how fast people really need it. I mean, it all sounds great to get something in 15 minutes, but do you really need it that way? And is it worth paying for? Exactly. Well, how has the customer response been so far as Farmstead has expanded into new market areas? Very strong. Uh, Customers do love us. We spend a lot of time putting local supply chains together, not just the the supply chains that bring you Cheetos, right? So how do we get a fresh and seasonal experience whenever, whenever possible? Obviously in the Bay Area, we get a growing season most months of the year. We're pretty blessed over here, but in places like Chicago, where most of Chicago is snowed under for a decent fraction of the year, mm-hmm. you don't wind up getting perishable, perishable products in a consistent way. So our first approach is, can we stabilize that? And then over time, can we drive a ton more non-perishable adoption mm-hmm. in these markets and customers really respond to that. I mean, getting perishables to their doorstep in a consistent way is absolutely painful. It's easier to get a mattress delivered once a month <laughs> than getting milk delivered once, once every week. Right. Um, well, Farmstead also is a technology provider. Um, what kind of uptake has the company seen since licensing uh, grocery OS to other operators and uh, also it's built out this uh, an end-to-end e-commerce solution including a dark store operation can you tell me about that yeah we realized our tech stack that powers our own operations which is quite compelling is very relevant for folks who are operating out of stores and big fcs and smaller fcs quite frankly Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the nuances really around 
you know, it's easy to find a pick and pack solution. It's easy to find a delivery solution. It's easy to find an inventory control solution. But when you're delivering every single day and you have to deliver within a few hours of when the customer places the order, the way all of these pieces fit together wind up mattering a lot more than any particular part of the solution. So we spent years figuring out how the whole thing fits together. And then we realized that our code is very directly applicable to improving economics across any fulfillment center, not just the ones that we create for our own selves. And that ranges from 50,000 plus square foot supermarket, actual supermarket store, all the way down to you know, a, a one to 5,000 square foot warehouse. Right. So the, the general flexibility of our solution is really interesting. So we are talking to many national and international partners to see how the pieces can fit together inside the systems that they have already running. Um, obviously, we did this big partnership with Circle K recently, and that's one that's been announced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that was what, what I was going to uh, ask you next is uh, what kinds of retailers are using Farmstech, Farmstead's technology? It's, it's not just supermarket operators. You met, just mentioned Circle K. What types of operators? Yeah, I would, I would say the tech is extremely interesting for any entity that would like to capture that last mile customer order, whether it's a food retailer or any other kind of retailer. But Circle K, I mean, they're an international convenience retailer. Most people don't know this, but they also own uh, stores in Canada and Europe. Right. And the opportunity is really to be a, a strong partner on both sides. Like we, we have benefits from their, from their infrastructure and they get benefits from what we do really well. So without digging in too much, since there are pending announcements, um, there's a lot of pieces we can work on together when we do a grocery OS deal with any partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you uh, have some partnerships on the technology side. Uh, in March, Farmstead announced a partnership with automation specialist Domatic to offer an online grocery. It was called a warehouse in a box solution. Can you tell me about that and how it fits in with Farmstead's platform? Yeah, warehouse in a box has been something we announced a while ago. And adding automation to the warehouse in a box is the one with Domatic in the mix. So. Mm-hmm. What we, what we heard from many retailers is, yes, how do we go beyond this retail stores that we have, which generally have a capped capacity? So most retail locations in the U.S. can only really do about 200, 250 online orders a day max because of the constraints of the location. And how do we move beyond that? So the first step is to how do we trans- transition some of the online orders into a, a bigger facility, uh, sorry, a smaller facility that actually has better efficiency hence a, a smaller format warehouse. And then as that scales, how do we then connect up the automation needed to really drive further efficiencies to help you get better than supermarket or better than store unit economics? Mm-hmm. And that's where a partnership with Thematic comes into play. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, another partnership you announced uh, in April 2021 was uh, with DoorDash to enable mm-hmm. the retailers using Grocery OS to access DoorDash's delivery network and services. Uh, what was mm-hmm. behind that? partnering with a, a last mile delivery company? Um, DoorDash is one of our, our many delivery partners. We, we always feel that most retailers don't have the desire to build out delivery fleets. Mm-hmm. And obviously for Farmstead's own brand, the majority of our deliveries are powered by our own delivery drivers, not mm-hmm. by third-party delivery drivers. So ours are W2. Um, but there definitely are these vast national networks of um, highly available 
online delivery drivers. And it makes a lot of sense to have a seamless way to request and dispatch from those driver pools, hence mm -hmm. the partnership with DoorDash, mm -hmm. among others. Mm -hmm. um, looking at Farmstead's platform, uh, how does its approach to online grocery delivery address challenges that retailers are always uh, pondering in terms of profitability, operations, and service? Um, it, this, these are still some uh, hurdles that many retailers are looking to clear. Yeah, this is a great question. So supermarkets wind up having very tough margin profiles that don't permit additional costs to really get layered on easily. So when you're running 22 to 28% gross margin and your net is about 2% for an in-store mm -hmm. shopper, the adding on of a picking and delivery labor cost is not something that they can support. And as a result, the customers pay the price, right? And the supermarkets also pay the price. And the marketplace provider that's requesting that they do that is paying something as well. The CPD pays the price. Everyone's paying a price and nobody's happy, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Right. So the way to really change this, uh, we, we have a few insights here. The first one is you really need to control the supply chain yourself and you need to do delivery out of facilities that you end-to-end -end control that spend a lot of time doing fulfillment for online orders versus in-store orders. Two, you really need to construct a new margin profile. And that's very difficult to do in a supermarket environment without either increasing the prices, which means demand will be suppressed, or increasing the fees, which means demand will be suppressed. Right? Uh -huh. So our gross margin profile is usually much higher than a supermarket within the 35 to 38% range. And we can do that because we sell a lot more perishables than anyone else does. And we sell a lot more perishables because we carry a lot more perishables. And we carry a lot more perishables because we have software that helps us keep our food waste well under control compared to a big distribution center. Mm -hmm. So when our supply team decides to add more products, they prefer adding perishables because the gross margins are much higher for perishables and that's what customers want. So they buy that anyway, leading to a much higher perishable mix in our basket, leading to much higher general gross margins. Now with higher gross margins than 22%, we wind up actually having extra money to pay for all of the things that really make sense in online grocery mm -hmm. and allows us to keep the same prices. We buy wholesale, we sell retail, same or lower prices in the store. We can give you free delivery as a customer. We can give you a perfect order every time high availability, high consistency, very high quality produce. And it all comes down to code and how we apply data and code in interesting ways to really unlock things for customers that never really came before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, uh, for my last question, let's we'll take a look forward. Uh, what's your growth outlook for the U.S. online grocery market this year? I mean, we've already seen the um, the, the boom in, in this uh, arena uh, boost sales. I think a lot of industry executives are telling me about maybe three to five years ahead of how much they expected the market to grow in one year. Uh, so what stage of growth is online grocery at this year? This is, um, you know, when, when folks talk about online grocery growth, it's still kind of mind boggling to me how we're missing the forest for the trees, right? So it's a trillion dollar space. Even after COVID, adoption is still under 10%. Mm -hmm. This is as far as 
I'm concerned a greenfield opportunity even now. Right? All the, there is a remaining 90% of folks who either have tried online grocery, which they probably did during the COVID period, realized they liked it, but re also realized they can't afford it. Right? Or they tried online grocery and they realized that it's near impossible to get the consistency right. Or they tried online grocery and realized that the fees were crazy high. Mm -hmm. And they realize that this is just not for me. That doesn't mean it'll never be for them. I think the actions of companies like ours to really create a different cost structure for customers, that one that they're very much used to, mm -hmm. one that they're very much desiring, will unlock the remainder. So it is a chicken and egg problem. You need better solutions before the adoption can show up. And what we've seen so far for the last two, three years is really COVID-inflected growth. Code-inflected growth is not very interesting. It gets you to a, it's a catalyst, but it doesn't solve the real problem. And if the real problem of high costs are not addressed, the COVID-inflected growth will eventually start flattening and softening, which I think may, may be happening right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, that's all the questions I have for today. Again, thanks very much for taking the time out, Pretty. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Russ. Appreciate the time. Thank you.